This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of your Liverpool Agenda. You can subscribe to the Blood Red Channel on YouTube to keep up to date with all of these episodes. I'm Sam Carroll. I'm hosting today for the first time. Been drafted in. Indeed. And I am joined by uh, Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst, who happily scored our only goal in a 1-1 <laughs> draw for Echo FC, uh, captained by former Echo legend James Pearce last night. How legs feeling, Paul? Very sore, sore. Partic- particularly the left one, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> was, that, was that the one you scored with? No, it wasn't. No. no. It's been a while since I've played 11 aside, so um feel a bit, bit worse for now. I was 32 last week, so I'm getting on. Got a one-year rolling contract at the moment, aren't I? So, yeah. Um, I don't think I can handle two games in, in four days, so I might be missing from Thursday night five aside. I don't think either of us were uh, working here when James Pearce secured a, a kit deal <laughs> for no. the Liverpool Echo, yeah. but looking more towards Anfield, I think they're going to be paying a lot more for Liverpool FC and their new kit. Obviously, <laughs> we're, we're kind of in a, in a wrangle between New Balance and Nike, and, and this morning you've, you've spoken to, to Tim Crow, and he's given you some... Quite interesting insight. Do you want to explain a little bit more on that? Yeah, it's fascinating, actually. Uh, obviously, the, the the big thing at the moment is Liverpool are kind of in limbo, shall we say? The kit deal with New Balance. A good limbo to be in, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are they are a club in demand, aren't they? So the kit deal with New Balance is up next summer. So this season's kit could be the final instalment of New Balance, which uh, started in 2015 or back in 2012. I think if you want to want to go back to to when they were. Kits were made by Warrior, which is just an offshoot uh, company of New Balance, and um, clearly New Balance want to want to maintain this relationship, and you can see why. The last two kits have been the highest selling Liverpool kits of all time. It's been a massive, uh, massively profitable uh, contract for them, both commercially and creatively, and and they want to carry that on. Liverpool, it's believed, uh, are looking for something closer to around about seventy-five million that Manchester United get off uh, off Adidas or Adidas um, annually. That's the, the biggest one in British football and Liverpool feel that they're standing in the game at the moment as European champions, Premier League leaders by eight points that they could probably be in something a lot closer to that rather than the 45 million they get a year. So it's all a bit up in the air at the moment. Um, Nike are on the scene. There's a suggestion that um, Liverpool want to get in league with, with Nike who are the, far and away the biggest sports brand company in the world. Um, and I spoke to Tim Crow, who's a... Um, Sports marketing executive, he's, he's got um, decades of experience in this particular field. Uh, he's owned his own company, he's been CEO of, of one or two as well. So I spoke to him earlier this week and he gave me some uh, some great insights into why and how Liverpool might be looking at that night deal as opposed to New Balance and why New Balance are so desperate to, to basically fight tooth and nail to, to keep the agreement going. Um, big thing of it was uh, Liverpool perhaps feel that they can break into the Chinese market a little bit more with Nike. New Balance have got uh, good distribution throughout the world. They're originally a Boston-based company, but they can't compete with Nike in, in certain areas of the world. And Liverpool at the moment, they've got a fantastic fan base in South Southeast Asia, Australia, North America, uh, all over the world, which is you know why they, they go on these tours to, to America pretty much every summer. But uh, one market that they feel that they can tap into is the Chinese one. Um, Nike's growth in China has gone from gone up 27% in the last year, which is remarkable when you think about it. So the feeling is that Liverpool 
might be able to strike up an association with Nike and, and really thrive in, in that particular market. So the story's on, on the website at the moment um, with the, the chat with Tim and, and it's, uh, he gave me some really uh, fascinating stuff, I thought. And obviously, we're used to kind of court wrangles over, over players sometimes, but, but certainly not kits and that's mm-hmm. set to be a really kind of interesting tussle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So the people are due in the high courts at some stage this month. We don't actually know the date at the moment, um, but it, it, it is this month, we believe. And it's basically to see what happens with, with New Balance. Uh, New Balance believes they have a matching right in, in their contract, which basically gives them the opportunity to put up the terms that Nike have put up and continue with, with the agreements. Liverpool um, are understood to have disputed that, and it's all a bit messy, so they're off to the High Court for a, a final decision at some point this month, and then we, we'll see what happens next. So it's an interesting time in terms of, in terms of that. Liverpool is such a... Such a big, big player, aren't they, in the football markets and and the sports markets as a whole? They, they always have been, even in, in the times when the success hasn't really been there on the pitch. But at the moment, um, it's all sort of coming together off the field on the pitch. The money's rolling in, um, and they really are a, a superpower of the game. So they are big business. Everyone kind of wants a piece of them. Every other month, they seemingly striking up new agreements with different companies for different different things and. New Balance understandably want to want to carry that on, so um, it's all it's all um, going to be interesting over the next few weeks, I would imagine. Do you think this kind of shows, you know, how much of a superpower Liverpool are becoming, and how much success Liverpool have kind of had? The you know there, there are so many kits released. I think you have two or three keeper kits, two or three first team kits each season, and you know usually I'd imagine a, a kit supplier would kind of just you know be replaced, but. New Balance are hanging on to the nail, aren't they? They want in. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they they feel they have that matching right, so uh, that matching clause even. So, in a normal scenario, it had just come to an end, and Liverpool would, would make it clear that they wanted to move on to someone else and sign a, a new agreement with someone else. But it hasn't quite worked out that way because New Balance seems so determined to carry it on, and, and you can understand why from their perspective. Personally, I, I I've loved all the New Balance kits for the last few years. Didn't particularly find a few of the Warrior ones that, that nice, if I'm honest, but New Balance have been fantastic. And you, you can see why the last few kits have been the biggest selling in, in, in their history because they are, you know, the, the, the nice kits. And on top of the fan base, it's just growing and growing with the success of Liverpool under Klopp, particularly when they're winning Champions Leagues. And okay, they haven't won the Premier League yet, but they got 97 points and it was so close last season. So it's all kind of the perfect storm for a kit manufacturer to come in and make huge amounts of money and, and this is the feeling that it's, uh, it's either going to be New Balance or Nike. What has been your favourite New Balance kit if the New Balance agreement does come to an end? This season quite nice. Yeah, th- this season with, with the is it the 83-84 um, kind of throwback with yeah, the, yeah. the thin yellow stripes. Uh, I like that one. I like the... I mean, I always think of, with kits... It's not so much the the aesthetics of the kit. It's what when you see it, you're immediately reminded of a particular season. Yeah. Um. So I think of the, even though the the fourteen fifteens kit wasn't too bad. Um. I just see it and wince because I just think that was a time when it was really going off the rails for Liverpool. Um. Whereas the the sheet the kit before that that was a, another warrior one that wasn't too nice, but you you associate it with that 2013-14 season where Liverpool went so close to the title. So that's often the way I see. I, I see kits, so I'd probably say um, maybe last season when Liverpool won the Champions League, when you've got that kit on celebrating lifting the Champions League in Madrid, 
you'll always associate that kit with with great memories. So I'd, I'd probably say that one. And lastly, just to finish, then how you know obviously Klopp and, and everyone associated with Liverpool has got has got the Reds kind of competing you know at the very top end on the pitch. But how important do you think it is to kind of be at the top of the game off the pitch as well? Yeah, I mean this this is why Fenway Sports Group have been so so keen on getting certain people in certain positions. You know, you look at obviously the sport and direct side of things. Michael Edwards he's done a fantastic job, but the the job of the likes of uh, Billy Hogan, who's the chief commercial officer, his work has been incredible. Really, off the field to sign up with so many different companies and so many different organisations willing to hand over their hard end to Liverpool uh, to be associated with them I think if you go onto the club website now they've got certainly over 20 different commercial partners that wasn't the case five six seven years ago um you look at Liverpool now they're, they're on coffee adverts uh, obviously um it's not Gillette it's Nivea Nivea the, the the grooming partner they seem to have partners <laughs> with so many different companies and this is what a top club does in Manchester City and no doubt the same Manchester United we know all about them um, Real Madrid. So if you if you want to be a top club, this is the kind of stuff you have to do off the field, as well as making the right decisions on it. And Liverpool, um, the financial results will tell you that they are getting a lot right off the pitch at the moment. Well, Paul, thank you very much. You can read all of Paul's stuff on Liverpool Kit on Liverpool Echo website, including that chat with Tim Crow, and follow the Blood Red channel on YouTube for all the latest Liverpool Echo videos and podcasts from right here at HQ. Thank you very much, and join us again next time. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.